Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hello, you're listening to a new episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where we're talking My Policeman, plus all the latest movie and trailer news. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. Now, in My Policeman, Marion, Tom and Patrick are kindred spirits, enchanted by art, adventure and one another in 1950s England. But inside their friendship is a tangle of repressed desires, secret longing, regret and acts that will chart the course of the next 40 years. My Policeman is directed by Michael Grandage from a screenplay by Ron Niswana based on the book by Bethan Roberts. My Policeman stars Harry Styles, David Dawson, Emma Corrin, Rupert Everett, Linus Roche and Gina McKee. Okay, so this film opens and a woman takes in a man who's had a stroke and her husband is very obviously not happy about it. He Mm. won't go near the man And eventually we come to understand there's a big history between these three. Yes, that they've known each other for some four decades. Mm -hmm. And slowly this film pieces a puzzle together of how they 
be all about each other in the late 90s, I believe, yes. is, is where that's set. And then how it all began in the 50s and what's kind of happened mm. between the three of them. And then throughout the film, these two time periods kind of speak to each other, don't they? Yes, quite beautifully. Can, can we start there mm-hmm. in terms of like the way this story is told through the mechanics of storytelling? Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy how the film pieced the puzzle of the truth together through those mechanics? Not 100%. If we're going to talk about the mechanics of how the film was made, yes. Mm. I think in terms of how it's edited together and and the way it's filmed is very beautifully done. Mm. I was quite disappointed in the story and we're going to dive into that a little bit. Okay, let's do it. Well, let's start off by saying the novel that this movie is based on is inspired by the real story of an English novelist named Mm. E.M. Forster who had a 40-year affair with a policeman even though the officer was married to a nurse and then the nurse became close friends with Forster and later in life took him in when he suffered several strokes. So there's some parallels there. That is almost verbatim. (laughs) But I mean, for me, it doesn't take away the fact that the story that this film explores is based on true events. Although I don't recall Mm. it saying at the beginning of the movie inspired by true events or based on a true story is that they're they're purely seeing it as a fictional tale. Yeah, it's just taking inspiration from this real real tale. I found this movie really muted and slow. Ah. There are a lot of interesting avenues that they could have explored here, but there's a real lack of psychological insight into the characters, mm-hmm. I felt. You discover as time goes on that Marion and, and Patrick, the man that had a stroke, have quite a nice friendship, mm. despite the fact that Patrick was boning her husband <laughs> back in the day. So to speak, literally. Played by Harry Styles. Mm. I found that Marion and Patrick's complicated dynamics was infinitely more interesting than the love affair aspects between Tom and Patrick. Mm-hmm. I feel like they were really playing on the tawdry, tantalising aspects of, oh, two gay men having sex in the mm-hmm. 50s and they shouldn't. But then they didn't really dive into what that actually meant for them at the time. Like at the time, homosexuality was criminalised. Yes, it was illegal. Yes, Bar one scene where someone gets slightly kicked in the stomach and then arrested, they don't really give you a sense of how awful it was during Mm. that time to be a gay man. It just has to be assumed, I suppose, because they don't play it out in front of you. I think there was a real missed opportunity there to dive into these things a lot deeper. And even in terms of the characters, Marion, Tom and Patrick, I didn't get a real sense of who these people are. Did you? Look, this is a really interesting take. I'm actually surprised that you didn't enjoy this movie from a story perspective. No, I didn't. And that's fine. Is it very surface level? God, yeah. It's not really telling something different or new that we haven't really seen or heard or assumed before in sort of forbidden gay love. And hearing your take on that it's quite surface level and you don't really get to really deep into the psychology Mm. of these characters and what's going on. uh, Somewhat I agree with you. However, I still quite enjoyed it as an important story to be told. Right. But I think you are right in the same breath. Okay. Yeah. Am I being far too diplomatic here? I think you are. Yeah. I I really liked the movie. I really liked the movie. You did, really? Okay. Yeah. Look, I didn't... Hate it. I didn't hate it, no. But I'm disappointed because I think audiences expect a lot more from a movie like this these days. Mm -hmm. Was it shying away from too much stuff? I think it It was. It wasn't being gritty or real hard enough. I think it was. It came across as a really gossamer romp in the sack rather than, you know, it's all show and little substance, I felt. Sure. 
And it's incredibly sad that they've all lived such repressed lives for years. Mm. And there were plenty of real people who actually lived through that persecution of the times and Mm -hmm. had this horrible experience. I just don't think it was portrayed in a very real or honest way, which is surprising because Michael Grandage himself, the director, Mm. is a gay man. Yes, he is. So some of the choices that were made in this film I found were surprising. I guess at the end of the day they had to decide on what sort of take on this story they were going to go down from a tone perspective and in terms of how deep they wanted to dive in. And the pacing was was snail mm. pace, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. But I can tell through not only your face but also <laughs> your immediate reaction then There's something about slow burn dramas for me that if I'm in the right mindset, it has me hooked. And I was deeply fascinated just talking about the story mechanics of actually the truth unraveling and and becoming apparent. And for me, that added those layers of complexity and thought-provokingness from an audience perspective to understand the decisions that these characters made Mm. and what sort of remorseful feeling they found themselves in, the trajectory of their own lives as as friends and lovers and married people. But did you understand the trajectory of their lives? In that 40-year gap, did you get a sense of what had been going on during those 40 years? Uh, To answer your question, having not thought about that at all, actually, uh, no. And that is a very interesting question to ask. And I feel that really affected the older story in a negative way because I didn't understand the inner turmoil of Tom 40 years later. Yes, because older Tom, he is so freaking jaded and jarred and distant. Majority of the time you see older Tom, he's just out walking the dog. That's all he's doing. He's avoiding all sort of conversation and conflict. Did you believe that he'd been carrying a torch for this man for 40 years? Uh, No. No, I didn't. I didn't. You're really challenging me in the way of re-looking at this movie. It's good. Yeah, because it didn't give the sense of of what happened afterwards Mm. during those 40 years. And even the bomb that gets dropped at the end, where you understand the big thing that happened, was just like a throwaway line. Mm. But you knew knew anyway. Of course you knew. Oh, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No, because I'm a (laughs) dumbass. I just never see anything coming. Which, Which maybe I got something more out of that. And I did find it truly shocking. Mm -hmm. And it made me go back and think about exactly how this movie was presenting itself. And it did change the way I felt about Mm. the movie significantly. I just think the film underplays the seriousness of the persecution of that time. Mm. I mean, they go on holiday together, for example, to Venice. Beautiful, beautiful And there's this like really lighthearted moment when a nun walks past and they're making out. And it's like, oh, lol, she caught us making out. Can I comment on that experience, the lightheartedness of it? So I went to see this film, thanks to Prime Video, at Mm -hmm. the beautiful Art Gallery of New South Wales. And a lot of them were... TikTok people. A lot of them were influencers. <laughs> that dirty word that again. That dirty word. And they were there to see Harry Styles in a movie have gay sex. Yeah. So the vibe in the screening was one part quite disrespectful. And then also I felt like at times I was at a Harry Styles concert. Wow. Really? Because Harry Styles name came up on the screen and it was like, woo, Harry, like re- literally reacting like that. I wish I was lying. Oh God. And then there's a moment, you know, where you see Harry's bare bum, mm-hmm. wolf whistles, okay. giggles, oh all those sorts of things. So, And that's meant to be really tender moments too. Yeah, it did take me out of that. And I guess maybe, and I'm not trying to come up with excuses here because everything you said I hear and, it, and is absolutely valid and, and it's making me rethink about this movie and, and the layers to it. But I was fighting really hard to hold on to 
the seriousness and the authenticity mm. of this story and not let the reactions of the audience distract me from it being some sort of like fat fest for Harry Styles because <laughs> <laughs> Harry I don't know Styles. why I just said that. But do you know what I mean? Like it was We're going to have to put a language warning yeah, on this episode. More than explicit, you know, is there a more than explicit? <laughs> Most of our episodes are explicit because of my sharp tongue. But yeah. anyway, I just wanted to share that because it reminded me of the sort of jest of, of them being found kissing, mm. you know, in the cobblestone streets of Venice yeah. with a nun and they're just giggling it off. There's also a moment where Patrick is making out with a man in the alleyway mm-hmm. and that's when we see the police come after them. He gets away and the police catch the other guy and, and give him a bit of a kick in the ribs. But the music that is playing over that is very jaunty and lighthearted. It's a strange choice right. and I found the music throughout the film is very 50s and 60s. It's very authentic to the time. Mm. But it didn't really change much when these horrible moments happened. And I thought that was a weird juxtaposition. So it challenged how you were being asked to think and feel in that moment. It just removed the depth from yeah. that scene and mm. from those moments. So I, like I said, it was very surface level for me. And I think they had missed opportunities there. Yeah. I mean, as a gay man, I always have to check my privilege going into experiencing stories like this because you can't imagine what it was like to be a gay man in the 50s. And I'm not saying no. that everything's rainbows and lollipops now. There is still significant discrimination mm. and, you know, target gay people, queer people. Yeah. But it is always in the back of my mind that those things could maybe happen to me one day. You just, yeah. you just never know. But, I mean, it didn't really dive into that experience in this movie no. so much. And it was quite strange as well that when Marion finds out about the two of them, she mm. happens to see them having an intimate moment, both of the men are just not worried at all about her reaction. No. Which is quite strange considering they were trying to hide it from her. Yes. Like immediately Tom is like, oh, no, what's going to happen to me? This is a get away from me and everyone's going to – my life's ruined and, and he gets really angry with her. Yes, he does. And with Patrick – He's in jail. She goes to visit him, which, again, is an odd thing. But I guess that's because the friendship, they developed the friendship between the three of them quite well. So I did believe she had a kindness for Patrick yeah. and a fondness for him. But she goes to visit him in jail and he's like, how's Tom? Yeah. No, like, sorry, we did this to you, Marion. Like, do you know what I mean? Very strange. I mean, my comment on that is all, all these characters are deeply flawed in this movie. There's yes. no doubt about it. None of them are able to be who they are truly want to be and to wrestle with that is quite significant it highlights the complexity of being a human being in that sense and having to deal with the decisions that lead to regret remorse and actually unhappiness for yourself Mm. and really fucking up other people's lives you're not meant to agree with anything these people do you're meant to just try and understand yeah i get that but i think also the filmmakers are trying not to make anyone too unlikable yeah so they're shying away from the hard the hard stuff yeah right oh gosh I'm going to have to really rethink my closing <laughs> on this. I reckon it might be no, an in the don't. moment. Stick to your guns, man. Yeah, no, true, 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 true. We're allowed to have different opinions. Yeah, but I mean, I don't I know. I might lose a bit of respect for you, but that's fine. That's I can deal with that. 
It's just another day. No, I'm joking. No, but honestly, this is why I love this podcast. I love this conversation about movies because actually, who was someone was saying that? Oh, you seem to agree a lot these days. And, <laughs> we and, do. That, and that's also fine because we've been seeing a lot of really, really great cinema. We have, yes. and we are allowed to both really like it, and we also both really love cinema just yes. in general. So even when a movie's really shit, we're like, yeah. oh, but what, what was good about it? Yeah, and look, <laughs> I liked this movie. I'm going to stand by that, and I agree. I'm not going to sit on the fence and whatever, but I really am hearing everything that you're saying and I think that's important. Thank you for hearing me. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> And <it>. mute. <laughs> I've got the control. Yeah, here, right. <laughs> Let's talk about the characters and the performances for a second. Okay, Harry mm. Styles, of course, is the big one. Yep. Very Ooh, whistle, whistle. <laughs> oh, I'm saying whistle, whistle because I don't really want to whistle <laughs> no, that doesn't sound the microphone. That doesn't sound good on a microphone. <sighs> so he plays Tom. We've said this before, but the 50s really is Harry Styles' aesthetic. Damn. Right? Like Seriously. He suits it, definitely. Yeah, he can stay there for the rest of his acting career. Yeah, and Please. and he's not a bad actor. He really does bring it. I just think he had little material to work with sure. in this film. I mean, you understood and connected with his deep curiosity within the forbidden sort of landscape that he is in. His interest in art to help him see the world and experience the world more broadly because he's this young rookie cop in Brighton, which is in the south of England. Mm, yeah. So he's quite sheltered and protected and he's part of an authority that you can only imagine mentally that attacks and discriminates against who he is trying to identify himself as, yeah. be it a gay man or some sort of like fluid uh, mm. expression. It's it's really unclear. I don't think he sees himself as a gay man in this movie, no. whether or not that matters. He's definitely repressing it. Oh, 100%. But Harry is excellent in this role. He really is. Mm. And then you get Linus Roche as the older Tom, very stoic mm. and still a bit of a jerk. I think Tom was a bit of a jerk, like the character himself. He was a bit of a jerk. He was a jerk, especially in some of those encounters with Marion, his wife. You're yeah. really like, I feel uncomfortable by the way he's yeah. speaking to her, gaslighting her. There was some yes. serious gaslighting going on. And that's uncomfortable. But yeah, old Tom, late 90s Tom, is a fucking prick. He's still a bit yeah. of a dick to her. He really is. She's trying to say to him, this isn't working. You're obviously still in love with Patrick, blah, 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 mm. blah. And he's just like, oh, don't be silly. I'm going to make some tea. Don't like, Again, he's trying to gaslight her. You're just yeah. being ridiculous. He's so dismissive of, yeah. of her feelings. And you really feel for Marion, uh, yeah. despite some of the things that she herself has said and done. Yeah. You get David Dawson as Patrick, who delivered a fine performance yeah. as well. He's very arresting and charming. Not only as his character, but as an actor too. Yeah. I really enjoyed his performance. And then Rupert Everett as the older Patrick is his performance is bloody heartbreaking. Yeah. Really amazing. Very physical because he's suffered a stroke. He can't so talk. He can't talk. And in a way, I'm trying to clutch at straws to find the deepness here. Like he is silenced in a different way. He was silenced as a young gay man in the 50s because he couldn't live his free expressed life. He's now silenced as an older gay man mm. because he literally cannot talk anymore. And, you know, he's trying to communicate and feel something and that's deeply upsetting. Wow, Tim, that's really deep. Yes, well. It happens occasionally. <laughs> it happens occasionally. <laughs> you don't need to get the Kleenex okay. out yet. Then we've got Gina McKee as the older Marion. Mm. Emma Corrin as the younger Marion. We've seen Emma as Diana in The Crown. And in this film, they deliver a quite understated performance, I think. There are layers of vulnerability here. Mm. I actually found Marion the most interesting character. I did, but you didn't, again, get a sense of who she is and what her values are. You get a little taste when she's talking to one of her friends. Yes. 
but they never fully push her into that bigoted territory. They're like, oh, we still want to keep you likeable, but she is a little bigoted, isn't she? Yes. And hurt and hurt that her husband is in love with another man. I found that scene quite abrupt, to be honest with you, because it showcased a side of Marion that I didn't necessarily believe. Maybe I didn't believe it because they didn't really go much further into it. Mm. I thought, hold on. Why does she have this feeling about this scenario? I thought she'd be a little bit more bohemian or open or I don't know. Maybe that's what I was Mm. expecting. And then when she came down a bit hard, but then they just let it go. Yeah. And the things that led from there. Yeah. They didn't fit. They didn't fit. It was a puzzle piece that didn't quite fit. Yeah. Right. All the actors in this film delivered a really good performance. Mm. They're all fantastically talented actors. Yes. I just don't think they had the material to work with. The world of the 1950s Brighton is brought to life incredibly well Mm. uh, with post-war era materials and tones. It's muted, it's humble, but there's some colour in there in different points. Patrick's apartment is quite colourful and bohemian. Annie Simons was the costume designer who's done King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. And Maria Jerkovic has created, I think, an immersive portrait of the time periods. Yeah. Do you know what? Side note. What? That King Arthur movie. I really like that movie. I actually haven't seen that one. Oh, That's with Charlie Hunnam, yeah? Charlie Hunnam and Jude Law right. is the baddie in it. Oh, no, wait, I think I have. It wasn't yeah? very memorable though, I don't think. Was oh. that a Guy Ritchie one? Yes, it's yeah. a Guy Ritchie one. It cost a small fortune. Yes. No one went to see it. <laughs> no one liked it. And here I am waving that King Arthur flag going, I liked it. <laughs> I thought it was quite fun and exciting. Yeah. yeah and it was, anyway, they, I was disappointed because they were going to make sequels and here we are. Anyway, digress. Back to Brighton, England. Guy Ritchie is all about Disney now. He is. Oh my gosh. We have some Disney news in the news section, which yeah. I actually cannot wait to talk about <laughs> and dive into. Let's finish this first. Yeah, let's finish this one. Sorry. We'll focus on the task at hand which is what my band conductor used to tell me because I always used to get very distracted <laughs> in, in in band practice. If he focuses on the task at hand. You're doing it again. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm very aware. Here we go. Reeling it in. I, I liked the energy, the youthfulness of 50s Brighton and then, yeah, juxtaposed with the drab, sharp, oh, like melancholy feeling of 90s Brighton was mm. very beautifully pulled together from all the departments. I touched on the music a little bit earlier. The 50s and 60s music is very entertaining to listen to, but mm. I don't think they used it to great effect to set the tone. You know, they're living in the past. So the 50s and 60s music actually kind of comes through into the 90s as well sometimes, I think. Right. Which, you know, that makes sense because the past plays such a large part in their lives. Mm. I just thought it was a bit odd to have the tinkly orchestral upbeat music while somebody's being brutally beaten and arrested. All right, Lee, what do you reckon? Should we wrap up and rate our take on My Policeman? Yep, let's wrap it up. In avoiding making any of the characters too unlikable, the filmmakers have also failed to give enough depth to complicated feelings during a really tragic time in history. The focus is very clearly on creating a torrid love affair between two men, and I think audiences deserve much more from a film like this. Despite the efforts of a capable cast, the material is not exploring the scope and intimate psychological depths of the interesting friendship here. I'm going to give My Policeman two popcorn kernels out of five. Wow. Alrighty. Well, My Policeman is a poignant and devastating story told with great tender care. It won't be for everyone, (laughs) so it seems, uh, due to its incredibly slow burn mechanic of revealing its truths, but I found it arresting and beautifully made. Its themes of love, loss and identity are familiar and challenge you long after the credits roll as you navigate the plight of the characters in their attempts to and accept who they 
they are against a world that is pressing upon them about who they should be and who you should love. I'm going to rate my policeman three and a half popcorn kernels. Quite a difference there. My mm. policeman is available to stream on Prime Video from November 4 with a subscription to the service. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, Lee, let's jump in our news and trailer section for today's episode. Let's. Jeff Goldblum is in final negotiations to join the Wicked movies as the Wizard of Oz himself. This is so exciting. I can see this 100%. Yes. The two-part movie adaptation of one of the world's most popular stage musicals is being helmed by John M. Chu of In the Heights fame and stars Ariana Grande as Glinda and Cynthia Erivo as Elphaba with Jonathan Bailey of Bridgerton, he played Lord Anthony in Bridgerton, fame as Fiero. Fiero. The films are a prequel to The Wizard of Oz, exploring Elphaba and Glinda's relationship at college and how Elphaba eventually became the Wicked Witch and Glinda the Good Witch. Wicked Parts 1 and 2 are expected in cinemas during the Christmas periods of 2024 and 2025 respectively, so we still have quite a while to wait. I'm dying for these films. They've been coming out forever. Forever. And one of the most recent pieces of news on this was the fact that they were splitting it into part one and part two. Refresh my memory. Are you on board with that decision? Where would they split it? Would they split it where the intermission was? Yes. So it would be defying gravity. Yeah, maybe. It would just have to end there, part one, which is massive cock tease because it's just (laughs) such a big moment. And then. And then you have to wait a year, not not 15 minutes. You'll have to wait a whole year for the next part. There's more than one chock top to be eaten (laughs) (laughs) in the 12 months between. But I'm I'm very excited for it. A feel-good comedy called The Fabulous Four is on its way, starring absolute icons of the screen, Queens, Bette Midler, Susan Sarandon, Sissy Spacek and Megan Mullally. Honestly, what a cast. I know. I love that Megan Mullally's in there. Oh, my God. Just her with all of these other women. (laughs) Oh, honestly. So the film from Jocelyn Morehouse of the Dressmaker fame will be filming here in Australia in early 2023 and follows three lifelong friends, Sarandon, Mullally and Spacek, who travel to Key West, Florida to be bridesmaids in a surprise wedding of their college girlfriend, Marilyn, played by Bette Midler. How do you do a surprise wedding? Yeah, and if it's a surprise wedding, how does everyone know? 
Does the bride not know? Oh, Christ, I hope she knows. <laughs> if anyone knows. I don't know. <laughs> so, obviously, probably far north Queensland is going to be stepping in for Florida. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes I sense. can see that. <laughs> you can see that. It's not yeah. going to be drab Melbourne, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Melbourne. I do, I do like Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Once they get together again, the drinks flow, sparks fly, and their lives will be changed forever. Good. I wonder what's going to go down. Very dramatic. Maybe they just all marry each other. <laughs> The four of them. Sure. Who knows? Can you imagine? Sex in the city on the beach. <gasps> Sex on the beach. <laughs> oh, my God. There it is. There. That's the synopsis. So, Justin Long has revealed that Vince Vaughn has a great idea for Dodgeball 2. Of course he does. Yes. But that Ben Stiller is hesitant about revisiting such a beloved comedy. Yeah, it's been 18 years since Dodgeball first flung its way onto screens, starring Vaughn and Stiller as gym-owning rivals who enter a Dodgeball championship where the winner takes it all. Stiller killed it as White Goodman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the, the snake dance that he did? Oh, my God. There's so many moments in this. That's such a bad thing to do. (laughs) He was an obnoxious fitness guru and owner of Globo Gym. Long has said the reason Stiller is on the fence is because it's very risky. You don't want to shit on the original. That's a visual. (laughs) Uh, You want something just as good. But added that Vaughn is very convincing and he hopes Stiller will come around. Don't we all? Look, see... I love Dodgeball. It mm-hmm. is great. And also, just quietly, how the hell has it been 18 years? It just blew me away when you read that out. Was it Dodge, Duck, Dip and Dodge or something? You're a big the fan. The rules? It's funny. How do you remember it's all of this? It's a funny film. But it makes me nervous because last time Stiller dipped his toe into revisiting a comedy classic of his, we got Zoolander 2. <laughs> and that, that wasn't that long after the fact, though, was it? Well, Zoolander was early noughties, like 2001, and we covered Zoolander 2 on the podcast, so it would have been in, no? Oh, no, it was 2016? Maybe it was before yeah, the podcast. Yeah, I don't think we did. No. Yeah, so, I mean, that's about as long between Dodgeball and this potential okay. sequel. So, yeah, fuck. Zoolander 2, absolutely awful. So it just makes me nervous. Avatar The Way of Water released a new trailer this week. It made a big splash, revealing more of the underwater world of Pandora. So set more than a decade after the events of the first film, Avatar The Way of Water begins to tell the story of the Sully family, Jake, Natiri and their kids, the trouble that follows them, the lengths they go to keep each other safe and the battles they fight to stay alive and the tragedies they endure. So this sequel to the highest grossing film of all time will swim into Aussie cinemas from December 16 and it has, get this, Mm. a runtime of three hours and 12 minutes. Yikes. That's a long film, which is more than 30 minutes longer than Avatar. Gosh, we're going to be pruny, pruny fingers staying (laughs) underwater that long. (laughs) What did you think of the trailer? I am very arrested by this sequel visually. Mm. I'm keen to go back to Pandora. How about you? For over three hours? Yeah, why not? I feel like they need to bring back intermissions. In <laughs> they really do, don't they? <laughs> Didn't James Cameron, I'm sure he'll give us a tip about when you can <laughs> get up and go to the bathroom. <laughs> yes, we'll share that on once we know it, friends. Yep. In some great casting news this week, Lupita Nyong'o is set to star in A Quiet Place Day One, which is a prequel film to the wildly successful and critically acclaimed franchise from John Krasinski that starred Krasinski and his wife, Emily Blunt. But Krasinski, Lee, isn't returning as director. Boo. Boo, his boo. 
Michael Sarnowski, who directed Pig, is taking over the realms of the franchise. But little is known about this film, but it is expected to be set on the first day. I mean, hence the name <laughs> of the movie. Uh, that The blind alien creatures with hypersensitive hearing arrived on Earth and society began to collapse in and around that event. Look, I'm on board. I loved Pig. I think Michael Sarnowski is a really interesting filmmaker. Yeah. With Krasinski still involved, I'm sure it'll still have the feel of his films. I'm sure he's at least a producer on the movie in some capacity. To date, the franchise has followed the survival story of the Abbott family, but they're not expected to feature in the prequel as Day One tells the story of a new set of characters. A Quiet Place Day One is currently scheduled to arrive in March of 2024. So long away. So long well, you only have to watch Avatar The Way of Water maybe 10 <laughs> times and then it'll be March 2024. <laughs> Lol. So the Russo brothers, Joe and Anthony, have revealed their Hercules live-action remake for Disney will be, I quote, a little bit more experimental in tone, a little bit more experimental in execution. And they cited TikTok as inspiration as to how they will push the boundaries of the modern musical with director Guy Ritchie, who also, of course, directed Disney's live-action remake of Aladdin. He's, he's well in the pocket of Disney now. Lee. Your face, man. Oh, my God. What's going on? What's going on in that head of yours, Tim? Hercules. Usually not a lot, but right now, <laughs> heaps. Hercules is my favourite Disney animation. Really? Absolutely. Okay. I fucking love Hercules. Even over Milan? Yep. Even over The Lion King? Yep. Oh, wow. That's Hercules, a big call. baby. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. No, isn't that the nutty <laughs> professor? <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, love it. So, yes, when you're going to throw in all these things that are just, they don't make sense, they're very vague, and then you throw TikTok, which is just a thing. Yeah, but okay, Disney's Hercules animation is known for being a little off-centre in its tone and its approach compared Mm -hmm. to other Disney animations. So it sounds like the filmmakers are taking that and just running to Hades with it. (laughs) (laughs) I like what you did there. Yes, I agree. It's so much fun and that's partly why I love it so much. God forbid if they said it in modern day. Like if they're going to do like a modern twist and they're all fucking TikTok influencers, I'm out. I will walk out of the cinema. Yeah. Like why I don't want to watch that For some reason Percy Jackson comes to mind, even though that's not really like that. But I see where you're going with that. you see what I mean? I see the connection. (laughs) Fuck, like I don't know, man. You're very apprehensive about this. I am torn. But it doesn't give you comfort that the Russo brothers are... No, because they've made utter shit ever since Endgame. Right. I'm not vibing their career trajectory. I think they've just been put on a pedestal and they're keeping themselves up there and they need to eat some humble pie. Gee, I'm going a bit hard here. (laughs) Quite rough. Yeah, and I'm just like, ah, nah, I think they need to just tone it down a bit and this makes me so, so nervous. When you think about Guy Ritchie's... Aladdin, mm. he's also taking a pass at the script at the moment for Guy Hercules. Ritchie. Yeah. Okay. I think the script was written by someone else and Guy Ritchie's given it a polish or giving it his take. So um, I don't know. There's still a while to go. We'll see how it develops. Do we have a release for this? Do we no. Do we know when it's coming We're out? We're not at even all? at that stage yet. No. Okay. All right. Oh, Christ. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I'm really stressed <laughs> right now. I can tell. I'm really stressed. On that note, we covered My Policeman in this episode, which is streaming on Prime Video from November 4 with a subscription to the service. And as always, friends, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. 
we are now on YouTube where you will find our latest celebrity video interviews. Simply search Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.